Hello everybody, this is Captain Cax. And we are Cax. Alright, and welcome back to the show. So we got a lot of uh, a lot to talk about, so we're just gonna get through it. Alright, so apparently right now, uh, in case you didn't know, next week Resident well, Capcom is gonna do a Resident Evil showcase that they're gonna be showing like uh, showing a new trailer, new details for Resident Evil Village, and as of now the whole fan base in the gaming community has fallen in love with vampire lady that's what everybody's calling her because we don't know how she looks like no we know how she looks like but we don't know her name in case if you haven't noticed she is a vampire female wears all white nice hat really gorgeous and is the same height and size as nemesis Hmm. hopefully they'll be They'll let her well have the same mechanic as Nemesis or Mister X and have you chasing around. Hmm. You know, I'll be all right with that. All right, so just to let you guys know that the Resident Evil Showcase is going to be airing on January twenty first at five o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, two o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Not only that, but they're going to be talking about other things such as the tw- such as twenty twenty one is going to be the twenty fifth anniversary of the. Uh, Resident Evil series plus the original Resident Evil when they came out uh, they're going to be maybe showing some stuff for the new animated series that's going to be coming out on Netflix later this year called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness and also a new live action film not only that but they're also doing a closed beta test um, for, an, for an unannounced multiplayer game uh, for the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil so we just gotta wait and see on that uh, speaking of which, um, there's a, um, it's going to be interesting because this is one of the few series that I think Capcom actually does care about more than what other companies can on. Um, <laughs> like Capcom does show that they still care about it. They still care about the fan base, even though they did muck it up, um, in the middle somewhere in between so but they learn from their mistakes eventually mm-hmm. so that, it's good to see that this is one of the few series that I actually can say yes I'm kind of glad it reached 25 years and it's still kicking mm-hmm. you know so um, not only that but also we have some really interesting news too as well that uh, during this week there's going to be a new Star Wars game and it's not going to be made by EA. And if you listen closely outside in the night, in the galaxy far, far away, millions of people are rejoicing for this. Because we've, we've seen what EA has done with the game, with the, with the license over the years. And, okay, let's just put it this way. They were the ones responsible for doing the whole loot crate thing in gaming. So that's it's going to be interesting. They say that Ubisoft is going to be doing it. yes, Ubisoft, the guys that do uh, the Assassin's Creed series and stuff like and whatnot. Um, they say it's going to be an open world Star Wars game. You know, even even going out in space and stuff like that. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but you mean open? It's not open world. We're talking about like open local neighborhood of the cosmos. I don't know. All, all I have to say is this. They better not screw it up. Because <laughs> if Ubisoft screws it up, 
Oh, man. Then it's going to go back to EA. Just... <sighs> and then we get to say, see, this is why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nice things, uh, we're, we're going to move really quick to cinema because um, and news just dropped earlier today as of recording that Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures has agreed to move up the release date of the highly anticipated Godzilla vs. King Kong, or Godzilla vs. Kong for short. They're going to be moving it from May 21st to March 26th of this year. And they're going to be releasing it both in theaters and also on HBO Max. And just to let you guys know, it was Warner Brothers that blocked a $200 million bid from, from Netflix. So Netflix would have showed it. Hmm. And now we know why. Um, and this is going to be interesting because since Warner Brothers is doing a lot of the work and and Legendary is financed film, it's going to be interesting how much they're going to be making and how much they spent on this film. And there is also a mini synopsis of what the film is and... You be the judge if you should be worried about it. And here is the synopsis. Oh, oh <clears throat> quote. Well, actually, it's a long line. It's not a synopsis, but yeah. it's close to it. And it's supposed to be one sentence. Yeah, but it's like this. <clears throat> Legends collide as Godzilla and Kong, the two most powerful forces of nature, clash in a spectacular battle for the ages. That's a long line, but they keep going. <clears throat> Quoting again. As a squadron embarks on a perilous mission into fantastic uncharted terrain, unearthing clues to the Titans' very origins and mankind's survival, a conspiracy threatens to wipe the creatures, both good and bad, from the face of the Earth forever. Yeah. So, not bad. That's alright. It's okay, but... mm. So, what do you think? Sounds like something that they've already done before from Toei Studios. Mm. I want to say Destroy All Monsters, or the one where Monster Zero, where they find out that Monster Zero was King Ghidorah. Mm, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. What's new, you know, what's new over here, it's old over there. That's all I have to say. Um, am I waiting for this? Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. Did they say anything like more info? Like, uh, well, for example, you know, since it's going to be on HBO Max, like, are they going to have some sort of, uh, uh, like, you know, like, uh, kind of like Netflix, as in, you know, it'll be there and you can just watch it when it comes out, or do you have to pay? I don't know. I better not do the better not do the Disney Plus thing like Milan last year. Oof. And we all know how that ended. Mm, horribly. Yeah, so we don't know. Once they get, once they release more information and stuff like that, we'll definitely report it to you guys. And once the film releases, we will try to watch it and give you guys a review and tell you what we think about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other news before we get to the big ones. Um, it, there's uh, as of today, there was a release date for the second season of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. That's the new season's going to be called. Um, it's going to be premiering July of this year in the summer block. 
in the yeah in the summer block of uh, the anime of, of the anime season. So that's going to be good because usually in the summertime, not a lot of great animes come out during the summer. Um, you don't believe me if you looked in the past ten years. Usually fall, winter, and spring has always had some of the great animes in the last 10 years releasing. Summer has always been that one season where it's just like, we could throw in maybe one or two, but the rest are just like fillers. Like filler animes. Like we know these are going to be one and done and, you know, we need to move product. So Mm. this is where we're going to put it so we can move product. So that's basically what summer was. You know, once in a while there there will always be like a good summer uh, anime series that comes out once in a while, once in a blue moon. This is going to be one of them. Um, and in case you don't know, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maze original first season came out in 2017 in the spring season. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I can't wait. So. Yeah, it was great and. In case you're wondering, yes, uh, Kyoto Animations is coming back to do, um, has been working on the productions of the second season as well because they were responsible for doing the first one and they did a phenomenal job. If you want to see what the fuss is about and why we're, why we're recommending you this, uh, you can go to, uh, you can go to Crunchyroll. They actually have all of season one. Highly recommend you to watch season one and then you'll get a pretty good idea of what to expect for season two. So, and, in other news, we're going to comics right now because, as of now, um, the Will Eisner Awards. Um, as of now, the Will Eisner Awards are now accepting submissions for the 2021 edition of the awards. So this is big. So if you guys are so, in other words, if you want to enter your comic, doesn't matter if it's an independent, doesn't matter if it's a web series. Or, um, you know, something was published from one of the big three that you worked on, you can submit it here. But it ha- but there are some rules, though. Um, if you go to the San Diego Comic-Con International website and click on the Eisner Award se- section, they will have um, a PDF on the rules, the guidelines, and what can be submitted and what cannot be submitted. So... Uh, and just to let you guys know, the deadline for submissions uh, is on March 15th of this year. No more, no less. Not only that, but we also found out the six new judges that are going to be on this edition of, of the Eisner Awards. Is and, that all the judges? Mm-hmm. That's all the judges. And we're just going to read off their names and, you know, a little bit of their background. So, without further ado... Here are the six judges for this year for the 2021 edition of the Will Eisner Awards. Let's see, the first one is uh, Marco Davanzo. Marco Davanzo is the executive director of Comics Pro. Uh, it's the trade organization of comic book retailers, uh, as well as the owner of Alakazam Comics in Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second judge is uh, Shelley. Uh, Forgive me if I mispronounce her name. Uh, Fruki? Fruchi? Yeah. Well, anyways, she is a member of the Comic Con Board of Directors. Mm hmm. Um, Pamela Jackson uh, has been a library faculty member in the California State University system for 18 years. Um, she is the uh, pop culture librarian and comic 
arts curator in special, select, special collections and university archives at San Diego State University. Uh, Keithan Jones um, is the founder and owner of Kid Comics, an independent publisher based in San Diego. We have Alonso Nunez, and he is the co-founder in 2012, executive director and lead instructor of San Diego's Little Fish Comic Book Studio, a nonprofit comic art studio and advocacy group. And uh, I think this last one, Jim Thompson. He is an independent comic scholar, a frequent contributor to the comic arts conferences at Comic-Con and WonderCon, and a member of the Society of Cinema and Media Studies' Comics studies scholarly interest group yeah so these are your judges for the 20 for the 2021 edition of uh, the will eisner awards uh congratulations to them all i know they will do a wonderful job and once we find out who are the finalists for this year's uh eisners we will let you know and we will give you your picks like we did last year mm-hmm. so um like i said the submission is open uh to submit your uh works for the Eisner's to be nominated for a Will Eisner Award, and the deadline is in March 15th. So, um, for every person who's in the comic book industry, you know, it doesn't matter if they're mainstream or independent and everything, I, we wish you guys the best of luck and hopefully uh, you guys get nominated this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, from, from the Will Eisner's, we are moving to... The Crunchyroll Anime Awards. So, we said last week we were going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We are going to go through each category. I will give my um, pick because I delve into this for a very long time. So, um, just so that you guys give you feedback on everything. I focused a lot of a lot of the pop culture and the underground culture of um, of pop culture in Asia for a very 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 long time. So, and anime was one of those big ones because anime has been a very it's been along for a pretty, even though it's a relatively young in terms of uh, entertainment or anything. There's so much. There's so much within itself that it's if you could break it down to subcultures, it's just like you'd be amazed. Mm. So, without further ado, here are the categories and wait, wait, wait! I'm I'm seeing the logo. I guess so. There's like what three times one, two, three, four, five, three times six. That's eighteen. Eighteen categories. Mm-hmm. So is this all the list? Yeah. Or is it just the... Uh, oh, no. Well, first, these are the... They, let me see. Oh, so the judges. The judges. Oh, oof, there's there's a, lot of judges. a Yeah, so there's a grand total of... Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 23, 24, 25, 26, 
45, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 52 judges. Wait, 52 judges for this. Fifty-two judges for thirty-six categories. Yeah, that's way too much. Way too much. So, so sorry about that, folks. Peanut gallery. Um. So yeah, fifty-two judges. Have they released the uh, official uh, list of categories? Yes, they have, and we're gonna go through them. And I will make my picks of what I think is what okay, should win and um, stuff like that. So. So here's what they. If it's the whole thing, yeah. So hold on, let's. Yeah, so we're starting with the first one. Okay, the first one. Uh, well, <laughs> it's possibly the big one, anime of the year. And here's our their picks for for you know the nominees. So they're saying, uh, keep your hands off, Aizouken, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Great Pretender, uh, Doro Hedoro, Ranman, and Beastars. Okay. Um, to be honest, this, I, this one's actually pretty hard for me to pick because they're all really good. Um, I've seen them on. Um, Doro Herero was great. Beastars was good, but it should have been nominated for last year since it was released last year. Um, late last year, yeah. Um, Anapanema was good. The Great Pretender was actually pretty nice. Um, honestly, to me, I think the one that should win it was... Uh, that should win it is uh, Keep Your Hands Off because it was Kizokin. It was beautiful. It was daring. It was wonderful. It was very unique. Um, and that was our pick for our last year for anime of the year last year. Um, don't get me wrong. There's nothing. There's I have nothing against it, but I honestly think that they should have taken up maybe. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I, I definitely have to say it. Um, they should have taken out Beastars. And they should have put in um, BNA, Brand New Animal. Hmm. I thought that was great. I thought that that should have been nominated. That, I think that's one of the few animes that fell in through the cracks. Because a lot of people didn't pay attention to it. And I thought that was, I thought, I thought that was a beautiful anime as well. But... Um, keep your hands off. I think deserves to, uh, deserves the win on this one. Okay, so next we have best protagonist. Okay, so here are their uh, nominations: Natsume of Decadence, Katarina Kleis of My Next Life as a Villainess. All routes lead to doom. Uh, Yuji Itadori of Jujutsu Kaisen, Anos Voldigode of oof, The Misfit of Demon King Academy, uh, History's Strongest Demon King Reincarnates and Goes to School with His Descendants, uh, Midori Asakusa of Keep Your Hands Off Eizouken, and Shoyo Hinata of Haikyuu to the Top. Okay. Um, as much as I like Yuji uh, Itadori, um, I think that uh, Midori Asizuka should get this because every other character that was the, that was nominated, it's already been said and done. 
and I think other animes have done those specific roles better for protagonists. Um, Midori was different because the anime was different, the series was different, and that was like a breath of fresh air. So that I I definitely would go with um, Midori. So up next we have best uh, excuse me uh, best antagonist. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, N of Dorohedoro, Ryomen Sukuna of Jujutsu Kaisen, Rachel from Tower of God, Akito Soma from Fruit Baskets Season 2, The Echidna of Ray Zero Starting Life in Another World Season 2, and Overhaul from My Hero Academia Season 4. Uh, there's only two people that I can, oh, two antagonists I can see that could, could win this one. Um, in from Dorohero and uh, Rio Mensukora. If I had to choose between, uh, you just flip a coin on either or. I think they, they both did great. Um, Rachel from God from the Tower of God. Man, I've seen better. Um, R zero. Like I said, it's done. That type of antagonist has been done dime a dozen. Um, Soma from Fruit Basket, eh. Overhaul, eh. to be honest, Overhaul I think is the weakest link out of all, Overhaul and, and Rachel was the we- I think are the weakest link of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they either or one. but truly I, I think if you had to make a pick, I just flip a coin between Ian and uh, Ryume. So up next, hmm. best boy. And I'm just reading it from their, uh, their mm-hmm. category site. So, vote for the best boy, I guess. It's equivalent to best actor. Male. Male performance. Act- actor in a male performance or whatever. Male character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have uh, Kaiman mm-hmm. of Dorohedoro. Satoru Gojo, uh, Gojo of Jujutsu Kaisen. Legoshi, Legoshi of Beastars. Kun Aguero Agnes, Tower of God. Anos Voldegode of the Misbegot of the Human King Academy. I'll just, yeah. You know, for, sake, for time's sake. And Shoyo Hinata of Haikyuu to the top. Okay. Um, as much as I like Kaiman, um, I would give it to Legosi. Because there's something... Like, if you see the series and if you read the manga, Legosi has, like, this presence, this aura. And... How the way he looks, how the way he moves, how the way he he doesn't necessarily demand your attention, but he but you but you still give it to him regardless. It's like that, you know. Kaimon is good, rational, good, irrational, outlandish, loud, and everything like that. But um, the more you go into into the series. Dorohero, um, you see, you know, yeah, that's why he, why who he is and stuff like that. Um, but if I had to pick, I would pick Legoshi. Said and done. So up next is best girl. So best female anime actress, I guess. So. Yeah. We, um, we have, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Sayaka Kanamori. Keep your hands off, Azokin. Uh, Shizuru Mizuhara of Rent a Girlfriend. Noi from Dorohedoro, 
Katarina Kleis of My Next Door, My Next Life as a Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom, uh, Abigail Jones from Great Pretender, and Kaguya Shinomiya. Okay. Of uh, Kaguya Sama, Love is War. Okay. Um, half of this, rubbish. The other half, wonderful. The half that's rubbish is Rent a Girlfriend, My Next Life as a Villainess, and Kaguya Sama, Love is War. Rubbish. Um, you know, Great Pretender, Dodo Hedero, Keep Your Hands Off. Those characters were unique, different. Like, just break it down. Like, uh, Abigail. She reminded me a lot of Jill Valentine. Like, a, a mix of Jill Valentine and Fuji and. Um, Fujiko? Fujiko, yeah. You know, done right. Um, Noi just, yeah, she's just like, <sighs> this is going to be kind of weird to say this, but it's just, and don't take this the wrong way. And if, and if the said person I'm going to say is hearing this, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but Okay. She reminds me... Okay. She reminds me of... A wrestler. She she, like, she has the body and, and, and the height and everything of a wrestler. A, a Japanese wrestler. And the one Japanese wrestler I can think of that had that same height and everything. The height, the strength and everything like that. Was Kenta Kobashi. <laughs> hmm. um, but she has like this personality that's like... It doesn't match with it, but yet it just somehow you're just like, you know, it's cute in its own unique way. And then you have uh, Sayaka. She. She's just like what every good producer should be. Because that's the role that she played in, in the series. You know? Cold as ice, always th- thinking about one thing and one thing alone, but does have a heart of gold in the right place at the wrong time. And in the end, she always has to end up being on top. And I think that's un- that's great, you know. So, at, at any one of those three, you could just pick from there. So ne- next, we got best opening sequence nominees are. Uh, uh, Easy Breezy of Kelmiko of Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, uh, Kai Kai Kitan, um, Eve uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Wild Side by Ali B Stars, uh, GP uh, y- Yutaka Yamada, Great Pretender, mm-hmm. uh, Daddy Daddy Doi featuring Ai Suzuki, um, Masayuki Suzuki of Kaguya uh, Sama Love Is War, and Phoenix, uh, burnout syndromes, haiku to the top. There's only like three that I know that should be that they're good. Four, but I'll say Eve will be four. Three would be easy breezy. Two would be GP. Number one, B star. That music, the opening, just the opening itself on B star was just by far, by far like the most memorable and the most wonderful eye-pleasing, like, put a smile on your face of, of an intro. 
you know, you don't see, you don't, you hardly see stuff like that in anime, so, yeah. hands down. Okay, up next we have the best ending sequence, and we got... Uh, Lost in Paradise, uh, Ali featuring Aklo, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Kaisen, excuse me, uh, The Great Pretender, Freddie Mercury, Great Pretender, I don't think it's THE Freddie Mercury though, but... You'd be surprised. I know uh, Jojo Bizarre used the Bengals to walk like an Egyptian, so yeah. that could be. Alright, uh, Night Running, Shin Sakura featuring Amy, uh, BNA, Brand New Animal, uh, DDDD uh, from No Name, Doro Hedero, Welcome My Friend by Okamoto's, uh, uh, from the Military Detective Balance Unlimited, and Last Dance, uh, Mamoru Miyano, uh, Inspector. Dee <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it. Don't get me wrong. I got nothing against Freddie Mercury. I love Freddie Mercury. But, um, and Night Running as well. I thought those were both great, but I think Doro um, Doro had some of the best um, ending sequences in anime last year. And that was one of their best ones. Uh, I'm surprised that the intro for Doro Hedero didn't get nominated as well. Um, another one, too, that I was surprised, too, that I'm thinking that I haven't seen yet was uh, next um, the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex series from Netflix. Mm. Had, had a good intro. I think that intro was great. That song was popping. Um, the outro song was okay. Was was good, but um, but the intro was just popping. I'm surprised they haven't put that one in. Okay, up next we have best uh, voice actor performance Japanese. So we have um, Riho Sugiyama, who played uh, Minari Koda. Um. Wave, listen to me. Uh, Megumi Ogata played Hanako of Toilet Bound Hanako Kun. Uh, Yusuke Kobayashi played uh, Natsuki Subara of Re Zero, starring Life in Another World, season two. Yuichi Nakamura, who played Satoru Gojo, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Mitsumi Tamura, who played Sayaka Kanamori, uh, Keep Your Hands Off Azokin. Excuse me, and Yusuke Onuki, who played Daisuke Kambe of the Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. Yeah, um, it's between Nakamura and Okani. Don't get me wrong, um, everyone else did a really good job. Kobayashi did a really good job. So did uh, Riho Samigane and also Megumi Okana. Uh, Mitsumi Tamara was also really great, but it's between uh, Nakamura and uh, Okami on this. Both were really good. Both were, both were good. They were all good. So, But if I had to make, those are my top two picks. And then we have uh, Best Voice, act, voice Acting Performance in English. Um, Let me see. We have uh, Zeno Robinson, who played Hawks, My Hero Academia Season 4. Crispin Freeman, who played uh, Zyutsura, uh, uh, Fate, Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Front, Babylonia. Aaron Phillips, who played Laurent Thierry, 
uh, Great Pretender, Johnny Yong Bosch, who played Bam from Tower of God, Jonah Scott, who played Egoshi from Beastars, and uh, Anairis Quinones, uh, who played Echidna of ReZero Starting Life in Another World at Season 2. Aaron Phillips. Don't get me wrong, everyone else was okay, but I think Aaron Phillips did a really good job. Hmm. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay, up next, uh, best, best director. director. We're actually gonna read all these. Yeah. Best director, um, Masaki Yuasa. Keep your hands off, Azokin. Yuzuru Tachikawa of Decadence. Uh, Sung Hoo Park, Jujutsu Kaisen. Hiro Kaburagi, Great Pretender. Mamoru Hatakeyama of Kaguya Samalova's War, and Takashi Sano from Tower of God. Masaki Usano. Man's a genius. See all of his previous works and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Next, best animation. The nominees are uh, Keep Your Hands Off Izokin, Studio Science Saru, uh, The God of High School, Studio Mappa, Great Pretender, Studio Wit Studio. Mm, I love those guys. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Studio Mappa. Princess Connect, Redrive, Studio uh, Sci Games Pictures. And Beastars, Studio Orange. This is basically between Studio Wit. Wit Studio and Orange? Wit Studio, Orange, and Science Sora. It's, it's basically those three... The other three, they're just they're just they're, they're, they fill the numbers up. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's basically those three studios. But if I had to pick one of the studios, it's going to be it's going to be either uh, Science Sara or Orange. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Wit Studio Wit Studios was really great with, with the Great Pretender. Um, had a, had like this Cowboy Bebop vibe to it, like Cowboy Bebop Blue on the Third vibe to it. But I think comparing to the to the other two, I say I would say that one's the underdog, the Great Pretender. But other than that, it's it's going to be um, Science Out on Orange. Up next, we got the best character design. Now Yuki Asano from uh, Original Designs by Sumito Owara. Keep your hands off, Azokin. Uh, Yoshiki Sadamoto and Hirotaka Kato, um, Great Pretender. Uh, Mayuka Ito, Original Designs by Iro Aida, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Um, Dennis Chan and Yusuke Yoshika- Yoshigaki, uh, BNA, Brand New Animal. Masashi Kudo and Miho Tami- Ta- Tanino, Original Story by CSIU, Tower of God. And Rumiko Takahashi and Yoshito Hishinuma of Yashahime uh, uh, Princess Half Demon. Yeah, okay. I don't want to badmouth Rikumo Takahashi. Rumiko. Rumiko Takahashi. Takahashi. Work is beautiful. She'll go down as one of the best um, manga artists. You know. But... BNA and Great Pretender were phenomenal. Um, 
and don't get me wrong with um, uh, Naoki Osano as well, but I honestly think that the great uh, great pretender and BNA had this beautiful design, this beautiful art, and so and so and so did uh, keep your hands off. You know, uh, half prince demon, princess half demon, looks great, looks fine, but it's just it doesn't stick well. Mm. You know, especially now in this day and age, we have like, a lot of beautiful animes are coming out. You know, so it's like I'm not trying to badmouth her. I'm not saying um, Rumiko's uh, art. It, you know, it's not that good. It's great. It's beautiful. It's always been beautiful. It will stand the test of time. But I think comparing to all these other ones, I think it's just... I, I honestly think it's just not up there. It's great It's great that she's dominated, but I don't think she'll win. Mm. You know, I hate to say that, but I have to say that. Best fight scene, I bet you just... Hold on. Uh, Satoru, um, excuse me, uh, Satoru Gojo versus Ryomen Sukuna, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Jin Mori versus Jiggle Taik, the god of high school, Burkoli versus Dark God Vecta, Sword Art Online, Alicization War of the Underworld Part 2, Deku versus Overhaul, My Hero Academia Season 4, Brawler versus Master, Akudama Drive, and Jin Mori versus Han Daiwi. The God of High School. They all sucked. I think this is the worst category that they lined up because they all sucked and weren't that great fight scenes. Mm. There, I said it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm being honest. None of these fight scenes were that great. They weren't eye-catching. They weren't, like, they weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. They just played it safe. Yes, they played it safe. Jeez. Okay, up next we got for best drama. Best drama, Fruits Basket Season 2, mm-hmm. Great Pretender, Sing Yesterday for Me, mm-hmm. Japan Sings 2020, Beastars, and Somali and the Forest Spirit. All of these, okay. Fruit Basket Season 2 was great. Great Pretender's phenomenal. Sing Yesterday for Me was was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, Somalia in the Forest Space was great. Beastars was phenomenal. Japan Sinks was horrible. My God, was that one horrible. Like, don't get me wrong. I know they were trying to, they were trying to make this whole disaster movie and stuff like that, but... Uh, half of the time, I was telling to myself, why they killed off the wrong character? They should have killed off said character. And there's like four characters I wish they killed off. And two of them survived. I'm just like, ah, man. Ah, I I can't see Japan Sink wins. I really cannot. If I had to pick, it's either between B-Stars, Great Pretender, and Seeing Yesterday for me. Alright, so we're just going to go through these uh, quickly. Best comedy. Best comedy, um, 
Keep your hands off a Zokin, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, My Next Life as a Villainous, All Roots Lead to Doom, uh, Kagushigoto, and The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Um, this is basically going down to Keep Your Hands Off and Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, a, a great hidden gem. It, they never showed it here in, in this side of the... Uh, like on the west um don't know why i was so grateful to actually found it watched it myself really funny really 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 funny if you get a chance watch it okay so best score meaning music so we Kevin have Penkin, tower of god yutaka yamada great pretender uh oru taichi keep your hands off azoken satoru kosaki b stars Arisa Okazama, the god of high school, and Kensuke Ushio of Japan since 2020. Great pretender, keep your hands off, be a star. Best of last year. Mm. Couple, I'm just going to tell you which one. Uh, um, Nasa Yuzaki and Tsukasa Yuzaki. Uh, Tonikawa, over the moon for you. Uh, Kaguya Shinomiya and uh, Miyuki Shirogane. Uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, uh, Kotoko Iwanagi and Kuro Sakura, uh, Sakuragawa Inspector, Legoshi and Haru B-Stars, uh, Katarina uh, Kleis and Maria Campbell, My Next Life is the Villainous, All Roots Lead to Doom, and Shizuru Mizuhara and Kazuya Kinoshita of Rent a Girlfriend. Just to let you guys know, Rent a Girlfriend was the worst anime last year. It really was. Um... It's between B-Stars and uh, Over the Moon for You. I thought they were great couples. And then Best Fantasy, I'm just going to pick right here. We're not even going to read them. Um, ReZero, Starting Life in Another World Season 2. Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Dai. Not the original one, of course. Reading, yeah. uh, Decadence, Ascendance mm-hmm. of a Bookworm Part 2. Doro Hedero and Tower of God. Doro Hedero. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like The Adventures of Dai, but... I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen. I grew up watching the original one. Um, I like the original one more than this one. I think they're just like speeding it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Ascension of a Bookworm Part Two is actually pretty good as well. But I, uh, Doro Hedero, I think, was is the best fantasy one that came out last year. Really good. Really different. Really fantasy. You just can't go wrong with it. Okay, so there you have it. Those are uh, those are our picks for the Crunchyroll. Uh, anime awards we'll let you know if we got our predictions right and everything like that so we'll let you know when that's happening okay well thank you guys so much for listening to the show we'll be back next week for more crazy tales of the world of pop culture and whatnot so until then i am captain cats and i'm we are cats thank you guys so much okay i hope you guys have a wonderful week stay safe out there wear a mask keep your social physical uh, physical distancing and everything and most of all be kind to one another out there okay until then take care yo ho